Welcome back, everyone. My name is Tiffany. This is the They Didn't Tell You podcast. We are here for another, well, not even another, a bonus episode with everything going on. You know how Black people love to say that. We don't like to call it by name. We call it the Rona. You know, the shit is getting, shit is getting real. That's the name of this episode because shit is definitely, it's been, it's past, it's surpassed real. Um, it's definitely linked up and um, attached itself to people in my, my personal circle and extended circle. So, I thought, you know, what a good, what would be a good way to kind of break this up, the tension that I personally feel besides having a bonus episode since my season's over and I'm not pushing out episodes every week. I decided to bring my friend on, my soror, my Neo, my boo <laughs> I'll let her introduce herself. But again, this is a They Didn't Tell You podcast and it's a bonus episode. So tell your friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to come and unwind with us and learn a bit more about this whole entire thing. So. My guests, please introduce yourself. Oh wow, Tiffany, that was so so riveting. Oh, I feel, I feel so like I feel like oh, <laughs> like Oprah on the come up. I'm so you excited. But <laughs> but um, hi everybody. My name is Ayanna Polk. Um, jokingly, when people ask me what I do, I say what I want <laughs> because. I feel as though um, no matter what um, position or whatever I'm taking on, I still push forward with like the morals and the goals that um, have been instilled in me, which is, you know, doing better by the community. So um, I'll say for the sake of this conversation, I'm coming on with my hat as the Region 2 lead for the um, National NAACP next gen alumni committee I know that's, that's that's a mouthful but um, a damn thing basically <laughs> region two is on the northeast so um delaware and up when we're thinking about um geography right and um with next gen it is a program that the national naacp started in 2018 and i was a graduate of the program for the first cohort so now i'm helping with um infrastructure and how we really communicate um across the country and really tapping into um young professionals with next gen we primarily focus on those that are um 21 to 40 which is um, kind of like that absent um, demographic from the NAACP, because a lot of times when people think about, you know, um, the association, they think of, you know, the 60s and marching and Martin Luther King and, you know, Rosa Parks and that's it, right? But um, the one thing I always try to stress to people is that um, these issues don't go away. They, repre they represent themselves every generation. And now we're in the middle of, you know, the Rona, and it's put a floodlight on um, so many things that are going. And I know we're going to get more into detail about that. But, um, you know, when you think about it, just a little bit more about me, I've been in the NAACP for 12 years. I started when I was in college and um, then went on to take leadership in my adult branch back home um, and then serve on the state conference as their youth first chair. So I was helping um, organize all the college chapters and youth councils throughout the state of New Jersey. So um, I'm really, um, this is something, you know, 
one, um, just something I do for free. <laughs> I mean, but um, this is something that is um, a passion for me. Um, so what I will say is the thing I do get paid for <laughs> uh, right now, where the points come from. I work for um, the mayor's office of women's advancement for the city of Boston. So um, I am their communications and outreach manager. So um, I feel blessed to say that I am the megaphone for Boston's women. Mm. I get to really highlight a lot of great things that the city is doing. Um, our office offers salary negotiation workshops throughout the year to fight pay equity. Yes. Um, and there's an online version. So, you know, I'll um, send that out. Yes. With, and send it to um, me too, because I'll, I'll add it to the details for the episode. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, since we're all in the house, you know, I mean, why not listen. put all those skills that we learned, you know, now that we're virtual facilitators, you know, okay. add that to your resume and yes, then, you, can. you know, advocate for it. Yes. But um, the office does a lot of great work. Um, really really groundbreaking work to make sure that you know all women are seen and I'm very happy to be in a position to you know advocate for all of Boston's women that's so dope so um yeah I mean that's basically me um you know and then that's you did you say where you were from oh (laughs) I mean I was like the great you know well where you from where am I from 609 all day um I am from Atlantic County, New Jersey. Um, I am from Mays Landing. Um, okay. Grew up in Pleasantville. Stayed in Atlantic City a lot. Um, All right. Went to Lincoln University, the first historically black college in the nation. I don't care Say what that. anybody says. Um, then transferred um, to Stockton University, where um, I graduated with my bachelor's in literature with a specialization in digital literacy. So I know that's a mouthful, but um, I know how to read. I know how to find receipts. Amen. And I know how to put it on the proper platform so you know what those receipts say. You are so annoying. <laughs> Lord have mercy. That's me. So y'all, that is my guest this week. This is Ayana. She crazy. I love her. So we're talking all things COVID, all things Rona, all things shit is getting real, all things, what else? What else, Ayana? What else you want to add to it? Just... Yeah, a big side. Yeah, that, <laughs> all things that as well. All That's things. a mood. So y'all know I like to define things. And so I really, really, really quickly wanted to define what a pandemic is. What is the definition of it? And so it's a prevalent, well, disease, right? That's prevalent over a whole country or the world. And the reason I wanted to define that and use that word is because a lot of people are acting like we aren't currently living and existing in a pandemic. They're acting like, I don't know, maybe this is a vacation or this is not that serious mm-hmm. until somebody that they love, somebody that they care about, um, something happens to them or someone they care about has someone else they care about. Like it has mm-hmm. to affect somebody personally. And for me, I was like, i never need this to affect, to affect me personally to know when using the word pandemic and, and what it's defined as, that means well, Cardi B, shit is getting real. Right. And, and it got real and it's still real. Even though people are saying, you know, the numbers are declining. The numbers are still high. Doesn't yeah. matter that they're declining. Mm-hmm. You know, people still got to die for it to come <laughs> right. down, right? <laughs> Only because it went from a million and one to a million does not. I mean, <laughs> I, I yeah. mean, for real. So 
there's and I brought Ayana on because she brings that political landscape that I just lack um, willingly at most times because that shit is overwhelming and it's triggering for me. So I had said, got to bring on somebody who can handle that most days. So <laughs> with there being so much going on politically, um, I want to start with the overall response of the Rona. Like, how do you feel our federal, our state, our local governments, how do you feel like they've handled it? thus far well it depends on where you live yeah um <laughs> yeah, true. so i'll say that it's been you can see um like i said earlier this um this event has put a floodlight on all the gaps mm-hmm. in um our political system and the way that things operate right um i'll give an example of where i am right now all right, I live in Boston, Massachusetts. So um, with the city, we've been getting daily reminders, um, updates from the mayor about what's going on. And they are always in concert with what's going on with the governor. Mm-hmm. Now, um, our governor in Massachusetts, um, he is a Republican. He's a very, cons- he's very, moderate Republican, but he's a Republican nonetheless. And, you know, with Boston, it's a very progressive city, very diverse. I know a lot of people wouldn't think that. A lot of um, folks um, from the diaspora, a lot of immigrants. This is a very diverse city, right? So um, we have a lot of things in place and a lot of proactive things to make sure that people are seen. So I know with Boston, they have a task force to make sure that folks are, um, you know, being accounted for properly because we know a lot of times when we're collecting this data, we don't want to tell on ourselves and say who is and who is not being impacted the most. Um, But there are a lot of people who um, are from different communities that are in constant conversation with the mayor to make sure that um, the right people are getting the resources that they need. Um, I know that our city's doing a lot um, around rental assistance and other um, funds and grants to support students, mothers, Mm -hmm. and other um, specific specific categories, small businesses, just to make sure that um, the city does as much as it can to support um, its residents, you know? And and that's been a great response, and I'm very proud of that. Um, I know with the governor, now we're moving up, and the state legislature, they've been very proactive about making bills that are going to help with other um, unemployment benefits that'll support folks on the ground, right? And I personally, you know, believe, and from, you know, observing the news, because I know the news is tough to watch, Mm -hmm. I have to do it in doses myself. But um, since he is a Republican governor, um, I believe that I see that um, I see that transition of um, federal funding or federal support to the state. It's a little bit more seamless than I've seen in other places, right? Okay. Um, now, let's take for example New Jersey, right? Um, we have a Democratic governor, very progressive, pro- um, progressive governor who's done a lot of great work. I love. Um, Governor Murphy and everything that he's done around, um, you know, bail reform, because he's um, actually, he's a former board member of the NAACP. So um, he's very progressive, and I appreciate the things that he's done for the state. 
But um, you see that um, with watching, you know, him, Governor Cuomo, them talking about, you know, that same nor Northeastern bottleneck, because, you know, that tri-state tri area. Mm -hmm. um, they are there in constant conversation, but you can see how you see them talk more about, yes, they do get federal support, but they rely on the system of, and the network of other governors who understand that this is a health crisis. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, like, for example, you have DeSantis in um, Florida who can't even put on his mask that um, is like, oh, well, okay. you know, I'll close the beaches, I'll open them, you know, I'll figure it out what I want to do. So it's, um, you see that, you know, keeping it in the hands of states is, I understand for some of the minutiae when you're talking about certain laws and um, legislature in your state, but ultimately people are dying. And uh, I really yeah. feel as though the federal government needs to, um, step up and do what, do what we have elected them to do. And I hope that when people look at this situation that we're in, they see like, oh, wow, this person it had, hadn't voted for some of the protections that I was supposed to get mm -hmm. now that I'm in the situation. Mm -hmm. They eliminated you know, my access to my healthcare yeah. in my state. That's why I know that, like you said, you know, we all had that one political friend that kind of is in the mm -hmm. loop, but we have to do the, do we have to do the homework on our end to understand at least where we stand. Mm -hmm. So that way we know, okay, you're the person who's responsible for making sure that I have more issues getting to my medication mm -hmm. now that we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yep. And you're the reason why I can't get a vent or my grandmother can't get a ventilator. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. we need to pay attention to the folks that we're voting in or that we're not voting in because mm -hmm. we're not going to the polls for every election. So even in the midst of this pandemic, um, I know that my work with the NAACP has been around making sure that we're pushing out the proper information yeah. and telling people to look for, you know, what their governor is saying, what their mayor is saying, what their emergency response is saying for their state or their municipality, making sure you're getting proper things because you're hearing people say, ah, this is, you know, that it came from a bat and don't, yeah. you know, <laughs> came from a bat, don't eat Chinese food. There, yeah. mm -hmm. And, you know, that's in saying that you shouldn't eat food from certain cuisines or restaurants, that's, you know that's racist within itself, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of the, and a lot of folks that own these small businesses that we've been supporting, um, are suddenly, you know, being the victims of ridicule because of ignorance. Mm -hmm. You see that even like Corona beer can't even sell because people don't understand that. Are you uh, serious? They, Wait, Corona's they're, they suspended production because of the fact Shut that people up. were but so alcohol like, is still being sold, so people don't want to drink. People are so it's, it's so, interesting what we associate to what, right? So then, uh, you're, and then you're thinking around otherness, and mm -hmm. that I can go down a wormhole with that. But this has definitely shown that there are a lot of underlying um, implications that people and like um, things that are that our leadership says that makes it harder for other Americans, not only through legislature but through culture. Yeah, and we need to make sure that you are not playing you're not playing checkers with people's lives because mm -hmm. um and you know bringing up another state wisconsin they um they continue to have their primary election mm -hmm. outside of the fact that we are in the middle of a pandemic 
Um, Milwaukee was um, usually has about 180 polling places and they went down to like 12 Damn. for a whole city. So imagine in social distancing, usually going around the corner to vote, but now you have to go to another place. So mm-hmm. one, you have to find that out. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to be standing in line. And, and from the pictures that I saw, I don't think there was spacing in, involved. So you're, you're literally risking your life to vote. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't, and you know what? The thing is, they, ha- they continued to have that vote, not only because of the Democratic primary, because, you know, at that point it was um, Bernie or Biden. Yeah. But it was because they had Supreme Court seats up. And those are the folks that are making those, those decisions on a state level mm-hmm. about how people are impacted by the way that they create government. So you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That there's a lot of little things going on and people need to pay attention. I know that there's so much, especially because we're so connected. Um, I want to make sure that you know, okay, this is where I live. I need to look local first. Mm-hmm. And then from there, kind of branch up and then you kind of can listen to um the person if you want to yeah but that's so far removed you need to talk to the people that are going to make an immediate impact in your life right now mm-hmm. so that's a that's the whole thing when it comes to um understanding what your local state and federal government is doing there are a lot of things on each level and obviously they're not talking to each other but um it's really important to reach out especially to your city or state government because there's usually a lot of state um, programs that are available that you could apply to for aid uh, while you're trying to figure out uh, what your life is looking like mm-hmm. um, during this time. Damn, bro. Lay it out. <laughs> with, regards to, with regards to what you're saying, do you think that the choices that our officials are going to make, do you think these will define many of their political careers? Yeah. Or, because a part of me is, I'm so pessimistic, <laughs> a part of me is like, but not, I don't think so. I look at how we still have, and I'm being petty, but we still, maybe it's not being petty, I'm not, but we still have a man in office in, who was holding the highest position in the world, who's clearly mm-hmm. racist, clearly sexist, clearly a whole bunch of is, and isms are all up and down throughout his life, but yet he still holds the highest position. So what's there to say that people make mm-hmm. similar decisions, similar choices, similar whatever, or even more horrendous choices and decisions because of what we're, what we're in right now mm-hmm. to say, you know what? It's okay. It was a crazy time. We'll let them, we'll give them a pass. Like, I feel like everyone's gonna get a lot of passes for this, even if they make the worst decisions. Well, I um, am in the thought that people are tired. Mm. People are losing loved ones. Mm -hmm. People cannot go to work. Mm -hmm. Everyone has filed for unemployment and is waiting. You know, we are not in the the same place we were 60 days ago. Not, not even, I mean, like, can I tell you something? The pessimist in me and as well, as well, when this whole thing started to really take shape and form, I had a funny feeling. I, like I pictured, what's the worst case scenario? And I really thought about it. Like, the worst case scenario is like, there's going to be massive job loss. I don't know if you're going to get there. I don't think you're going to get there. But I do, I could see that being the worst case. And now look at this. It's even worse than we imagined. It's worse than I imagined. I didn't imagine it being this bad. Yeah, like we're all in timeout. Like dead ass in timeout. <laughs> like it's 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 wild. But I really think the 
history repeats itself. Mm -hmm. And when we look back, we have records to show who stood with and against what's going on. And I think right now, a lot of folks are just trying to fall in line Mm -hmm. and keep I know some people are putting party over people, which um, I definitely don't appreciate mm-hmm. at all. Um, <laughs> as someone who's just trying to live, period. Um, I know that um, I'm paying attention, mm-hmm. and I hope the young people who were supposed to graduate from high school they pay attention because pay attention. the person because mm-hmm. the person that um, was in charge of being a steward over our health fired the fired the entity that was supposed to watch over this you know what i mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we're we're in a spot where the the young ones that are coming up and that's the reason why i'm very diligent about training up young people about this because when they become adults it'll be second nature that they already know how to address Mm -hmm. these issues rather than say well it's not my problem or Mm -hmm. i don't know how to fix it that that it's not tangible but all of this stuff is because you are a voter. Mm-hmm. You are a number. And that's I don't think we realize people, how much power we truly have. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why people keep trying to like vie for your vote so hard. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why we have all these pandering um, memes of people trying to dance for the 99 and 2000. Mm-hmm. I don't think I didn't forget that one. I have that one saved because it's, it's hilarious. But, um, you know, people are trying to court the black vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always try to say, yes, you know, uh, culturally that we all kind of, you know, align on certain things, but we're not a monolith. Mm-hmm. You know, we have mm-hmm. black people who um, stretch across the socioeconomic spectrum. We've got um, black people who, you know, are immigrating from throughout throughout the, the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we have black Black America is so different, um, and I really want um, our politicians to understand that. So when they talk to us, they're talking to me, the individual, the millennial who has issues with paying Sally Mae back every month and making sure that I can have a job that I can pay this back with Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with other countries where this isn't a hurdle. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm trying to think of, I want someone to address me as a person and not me as a black female because I'm magical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause they think we're just going to, you know, show up and magically get someone in the office. But mm-hmm. I want, I want our politicians to be more diligent and have real conversations about how we can make long lasting changes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, to circle back, I really feel like folks are paying attention mm-hmm. and they're not going to cheapenly just go with whoever shows up. But I think people are tired yeah. and they're angry. So mm-hmm. people are starting to pay attention more to say, okay, well, at least let me get the base information, mm-hmm. you know? So I think people are awake a little bit more now, not necessarily woke, but you know, yeah. we're, opening, we're opening our eyes. We, we yes. are recognizing, yes. I think, even on a scale outside of the political realm, within our own institutions, I'm saying institutions that work for a college, on companies and businesses, you start to see where the value is placed or in certain things and certain people. And um, so I, just, I think it's very telling and I'm very interested in seeing how all of this works itself out politically in the end. Um, so when we talked about a little bit around unemployment, with it being so sky high right now, 
Um, what do you think it will take, not just for our economy to recuperate, but the people? I know. Got a minute? What will it take for us to recoup? Um, I think for one, uh, there needs to be support for smaller businesses mm-hmm. and not quote unquote small and not the folks that are getting bailed out mm-hmm. that are friends of the president. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the, the small businesses in our communities that are employing folks who, you know, ha- work hard for their money and work mm-hmm. hard for the community. And some of them may have certain hurdles that keep them out, you know, outside of what we call the American dream. So I'm talking about folks who are documented, who are not. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about those who um, are perpetually, you know, dealing with housing insecurity, food insecurity. I'm talking about all of those people, everyone, all of us, mm-hmm. every last one. Um, <sighs> I'm just, I just, I just, my, my mind is racing thinking about this because, um, at my, um, last company, they had, um, a mass layoff Mm -hmm. and, you know, seeing, um, seeing so many people have to go through that and listening to, you know, people trying to make plans and just, and looking for those resources and being afraid to look for their next step. Um, So when I think about unemployment in this country, I feel as though with everything that's going on, I believe that's a big shift. Mm -hmm. And people are starting to look at uh, ways to not rely as much on the current system to survive. So we do see a lot of people who are creative. Um, I know people who are, you know, they got laid off, so they started making masks. And now, you know, and that's an immediate response to the creativity that you see. But people are realizing that they can't rely on the system as is. Mm -hmm. So I do see a lot of that tenacity and creativity. But I know when it comes to the unemployment um, situation that's going on now, you know, I really, I really, I want to be positive, but I know it's going to take a lot of work for, you know, those who are, that have a firm grip on, these are what, for their friends, you know, what's going on. Um, And just having those real conversations around what these folks need so they can get Mm -hmm. back to work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I just. But also how to deal with the trauma too. There's a lot of trauma yes. that comes outside of this financial. There's going to be so many people. Oh be, man, that's another. That's another layer. Therapists are going to be busy going. after this. There are going. Yo, therapists. Therapists going to be booked and busy after. Let me tell you. Booked Let me tell you. I talked to my sis, sis. Thank you for still holding on. Right, because let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. We are. We are isolated. Yes. People are dying and can't be consoled. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Folks are trying to figure out. Um, I mean, dying from and not from the virus too. Right. Yeah. Just it's just there's just so much going on, mm-hmm. and I know people outside of trying to protect their physical wellness, their spirit is broken. Mm-hmm. They're mentally drained. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and I know for a lot of people, especially. Um, 
you know, black folk. Having having that 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 grounding of security of saying this is mine and I have my income and I can take care of myself and my family is very important. Mm -hmm. So when I see people fighting for that that security, that financial security and that security of health, you know, there it's just I want I want my government to really pay attention to these people, Mm -hmm. their constituents, and not just, oh, this voting block, and oh, they they don't vote the way that I am, so I'm not going to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Because it's a lot of petty I'm going to do for those that are on my side. And that's exactly what the opposite of politics is all about, which is part of the reason why my behind don't even be focused on it sometimes, Mm -hmm. because it's it's literally literally at the end of the end of the day, my God, game, end of the day almost like a popularity contest, but almost one of mm-hmm. just personal interest. And that's what that whole idea of like, well, what, is, what suits my, well, what will suit my needs? What would get me A and B? And then also get me mm-hmm. C free of charge. And right. so people start pursuing those avenues because that's what benefits them personally. Mm-hmm. And now they have favors that are owed to them versus other people who really need help. We, we don't have anything to really offer you in return but mm-hmm. we're just saying this is what we need to survive. And right. I just, I never really, I, I think I've always had a hard time with politics be also because I never understood why um, you're, you were selected to do a job to be of the people and for the people. And that's mm-hmm. the people that, that um, think like you and the people that don't think like you. At the end of the day, the basic decency and to be a basic decent human is really should at the, the, the mm-hmm. black ass end of the, that's the bottom line of it. Um, and I always find it hard to, to kind of comprehend why that's such a hard concept for folks in these political positions to remember and get back to. A lot of them, I feel like when you look back onto, even when Hillary Clinton was running for president, they went back all in her history of what she done when she did when she was younger and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I think to myself, what happened to the, that optimism when you were younger to when you got here? And I'm sure you were tainted. I'm, I know the political realm is probably mm-hmm. so treacherous and, such, and it's so mm-hmm. murky. I know you can be tainted in that field you could be tainted really in any field um but i wonder what it what it will take for our leadership to really do what you're saying see us as people who nothing and none of the assistance that they give us is going to make us rich none of the assistance they're going to give us have us is going to have all of us moving out of our apartments and into mansions and so i'm always questioning like what's the concern what's the overall concern of helping people who don't have the same circumstances aren't in the same circumstances as you or haven't benefited from it. You've benefited for, from it for so long. Like, I don't know. I don't want to ramble. I don't want to ramble. I, <laughs> I know we've been going forever. I've been going, I forgot we were, we were on a podcast. It's not me and you just talking. I got to remember structure, structure, structure. <laughs> so I'm also talking a little, about, a little bit about money, but I have it here in my notes, pay teachers more. Yes. Like I know a lot of people out here with their kids right now, like, <laughs> God, my little baby is a demon. Like, how do you deal with 20 of them in your classroom? Um, mm-hmm. What do you think this means for parents if, the, if, if they decide to open things back up? I know they're going to do it gradually, but eventually schools are closed and schools are closed for most places, period. Yeah. Most have said indefinitely. Some have said, here's a day and time. But for right now, if we go with the indefinite mindset, what, what, what will parents do? What, should a gov- what will the government do for parents? Um, who still have to stay home with their kids. And, or maybe that's more of a local thing with, you know, employer employer by employer, but what will our government do to protect us legally if our employer says come to work, but our kid is still home? 
Whew. Well, um. <laughs> or what do you think? Just your thoughts, your personal opinion. Okay, so I feel the way that things are going, especially with the economy pushing, or some folks pushing the economy to reopen, mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting to see people transition back into the workplace. And again, it really depends on where you're working and where you live and what those state rules and regulations are, right? Mm-hmm. Because I know, for example, before before we went into um, complete shutdown of um, non-essential businesses, we had a, we kind of had a gradual going into that, right? Okay. So when we're thinking about what it looks like when you go back, um, yes, it is your company, but it also is your, your government too. So I think those two things work hand in hand because um, companies in your state have to comply to state and federal regulations, you know? So a lot of times states are making the restrictions. uh, So it's important to know how those are going to work hand in hand. But when you're thinking about care for these um, young um, people who are in school and the care in and out of the classroom, one, you need to think about what um, the child care um, industry is going to look like. Because who's going to watch these kids? Who's, who, first of all, who's going to want to put their kids back into the daycare centers that they already thought was a little filthy but was affordable? And now right. they don't want to send their baby back there no more. Right. What's going to happen to, like, this is going right. to be so, girl, go ahead. Right. There's so many. It's layers. It's mm-hmm. layers. Very layered. So, um, you're going to have to talk about capacity. You're going to talk about um, increasing cleanliness standards to make sure that you're not retaining anything that might come in um, mm-hmm. from a virus. And there's going to be a lot of, it's going to, it's definitely going to, that's why I keep saying it's a shift because it's going to alter the way that we commune mm-hmm. in, in public. Um, but specifically for uh, our kids, when it comes to education, it's very interesting because again, with that floodlight, you're seeing folks uh, answer the questions of what do we do about students who have trouble accessing wi-fi and internet who don't have technology and how are they going to get a quality education Mm -hmm. while they're at home Mm -hmm. what are you going to do if home is not a safe place Mm -hmm. you know how how are you going to you know intervene on behalf of that family so when we're thinking about creating safe spaces for our children to learn and to live, we need to make sure that we're holding our companies accountable and communicating what our needs are. We need to be um, holding our elected officials accountable mm-hmm. because those are the folks who are going to be advocating on your behalf to make the laws and the protections and the grants that are needed for parents to get back to work so if they need you know grants or stipends to help pay for their daycare as they gear back into the workplace or while they look mm-hmm. you're going to have someone who's going to um put a voice to that and put it on paper and make it official so speaking of money again um money. those stimulus checks came out for oh, the trump, trump check. people them trump, trump checks check. them trump the checks that were held up the physical checks held up for a week or two just so his name could go on them checks. Um, I'm so scared to get that check in the mail. Oh, God. You have, oh, you're getting a direct um, mail? Because check? mine didn't come direct deposit because I had to check. My account is different from my tax mm-hmm. last year. So I'm going to get the Trump check with a signature on it. And I'm going to. Girl, I'm I, sure, I was sure of that shit after um, I cashed it in. 
<laughs> after it's deposited, after the money is in the account and it has been secure at the bag, move that right. and then then shred it. Right. Yes. So vain. Um, I want to ask the question of: Is this really free money that they're giving us? If it's not real, and you smiling like, what is it? What what's the catch twenty two here with this money? Okay, so bottom line when you're talking about is it free i feel like nothing in life is free nothing you know everybody's auntie grandma told them that mm-hmm. but um when you're talking about i guess the tax implications that that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. do i have to pay on this money later there will be a credit that makes it a wash so you don't have to worry about um paying taxes on this stimulus um that you're getting now, a lot of people have gotten them via direct deposit. Uh, folks like me uh, who are still waiting, you'll get them in the mail. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, gotta be like, silly, anything come for me? Like, <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. He's looking stupid. like every day. Um, but yes, yeah, $1,200 um, plus 500 for every. Do you think that's enough? <laughs> I mean, obviously, we know that's not enough, right? No, obviously not. Especially not in, um, not in this major retrofile city. Because, and what's this? What's this rumor about this two thousand dollar check? That's supposed to be more of an ongoing. Right, a lot of other countries are doing something more um, longstanding. I know that. I think Canada, and forgive me, I haven't confirmed this, but I know I had seen something that Canada might have been um, suspending rent and mortgage. That they're doing two thousand dollars a month, and yeah, I know that, like that other, yeah, and I know other countries are doing continuous aid rather yes. than a one a one shot deal. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, America feels like that dad that comes to visit every other month mm-hmm. and kind of buys you some Jordans, but they end up being like checks. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> so I just like here, kid, here you go. Like, you know, it's just yeah, it's just it's it's kinda it's kinda crappy, but um I know I would appreciate those funds. So I am diligently waiting. I, I um, appreciate but, the funds, I'll tell you that much. But I know one thing that I'm definitely taking advantage of is the fact that student loan um federal student Ooh. loan payments are being suspended. And those who are doing the public service, um and listen, listen, listen to listen to what she's about to say because this is a major key for those of us yeah. who work and are in the the public service loan forgiveness yeah. program. So th- even though the payments are suspended, your your count is still going. Yes. So you don't have to worry about that during the suspension, which is great. AKA, you don't have to pay no money. Right. Hold your money. I was about yeah. to make a payment and pay down the interest. Like, oh, okay, cool. Right. But go ahead. I want you to finish first. Go. No, but that's that's really important to look it's, at. It's so, major key. I know for me, um, I've been more diligent about cleaning up my student loan debt and my personal debt. You know, I feel as though, you know, being grown years old, um, that's something, you know, having a checking and a savings is really important. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, in quarantine, I've been looking at my my numbers. And now that we kind of have the time to say, okay, I don't have to make these payments. I'm trying to look at making a plan to make sure my personal's paid off. Yeah, I want to pay yeah, that yeah. off. And get, I'm going to get the personal out the way because it's little. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they always pop up. So I just want to mm-hmm. get that one. But then also talking about what can I do that once the payments start back up, that things are in, you know, in the up and up, maybe mm-hmm. consolidate. So I think this is a really good time for you to look at where you are financially mm-hmm. um, and figure out if you can um, really consolidate or um, 
put yourself in a better situation so when this is over, um, you know, if they forgive student loans, that'd be great. But, you know, put yourself in a position. I wish they would. I'm, I'm waiting. Joe Biden. Let me Joe tell you Biden something. If Trump come through, which I, he whoever, never would, whoever or, 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 but whoever, whatever official comes through with that kind of whatever and make sure that gets pushed through, you will never have an issue getting elected. I feel like that will be. And that's why I feel like, you know what, Loki, this is a hot take. But I feel as though Trump may try to push through student forgiveness just to say that he did it before someone else did. Forgiveness in a way of like if you're in the program, you're in it, or just if anybody well, no, like, government loans together. All forever, like, all government loans. Because I feel as though I know part of it is like, okay, the Republicans are being very stringent about that. But if he were to just like buck the system and say, hey, I want to do this, he knows he could push through whatever he wants, yeah, right? Because they're just going to listen. They're going to they bend over and listen. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if he pushes that through, just say like, haha, I did it. Democrats didn't. Yes, I would appreciate the fact that he finally like did something that directly. I, st- I, I still want you out of the office. Right. Like, like that's not gonna. Right. Right. So, um, that's my hot take. I don't. I don't know how, but it, the messy in me feels like he would do something like that. And you I know, I can see it, it too. I can see it too. And it, to me, in my mind, it's the least you can do for having to deal with you for the past four years as a president. It's yeah. literally like that's. I feel like that's personal payment. But yeah. I also for those sneakers. Yeah, it work. <laughs> Okay, um, because I, I asked for Jordans and I got snack, um, shacks. I got, I said snacks, <laughs> same difference. But I think I worry about. I'm not gonna worry, but I think I, I always think about other people too. What about those of us who don't have student loans? What are people who have personal debt, personal debt loans, or mm-hmm. trying to trying to make ends meet right now? Mm-hmm. You're gonna think you can forgive our loans, but what about those personal loans for those people too? And this is people always say, you know, and maybe I should have gone into politics because I do care a lot about people. I just don't care a lot about. Girl, you're going to have to tell me. The, the oh, first. don't worry. I have an answer for you. I'm going to let you keep talking. I, I feel like Ayana be trying to get me into politics. Um, I just don't be beat. She she has the savvy. But go ahead. What was, you, what was your answer? I was going to say, and this is what I usually tell um, the students that I mentor and my colleagues in NAACP. And anytime I talk to anyone who talks about folks who feel like, oh, politics isn't for me. I don't mm-hmm. get it. It's too stressful. It's a lot. You know, yes, it can be, especially mm-hmm. if you take it in the way that we have social media going on right now. But um, I always say being an activist is being an active part of the solution. Amen. So it doesn't mean that you are marching every day. It's not that you're sitting here posting the, you know, the fake news because there's fake news on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking about, you know, the bats that, um, you know, started COVID and you see them in your neighborhood. So Listen. don't eat, don't eat Count Chocula because he's on the box. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I, I cannot. So, I don't, don't want to deal. I can't deal with you. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. But, um, that, what were we talking about again? Child. Oh, basically, we were just talking about the monies. Um, yes. I know I kind of went on a... It's okay. It's okay. We can, we, we, we can move on. We can move on. No, 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 oh. no. Because I, I know the end of my thought. What was it? Dang. Okay. So, yeah, but okay. <laughs> I was like, girl, I've been here. We can move on. If you come yeah. back to you, can always say, oh, I remember. Yeah, so I yeah. want to get to a few personal questions. I know we're getting this episode is going to be a bit personal, personal. but let's get into some personal questions about it. Mm-hmm. 
how has all here we go me being black how is all this everything that's going on right now with the rona how is uh how has this affected you affected you personally and maybe what did you learn about yourself so far during this time so i have learned a lot about myself because i've been spending a lot of time with myself um i'm usually on the go jokingly i know tiffany when you call me I'm usually on my way to something and I'll say, I'll call you back. And then I call you like six days later that because is. I'm doing like 10 mm -hmm. things at once. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but right now I'm at home and it's been interesting. At first I was super productive and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to be at home. Mm -hmm. I'm going to clean, mm -hmm. I'm gonna spring clean. I'm going to Marie Kondo spark joy up in this piece. I'm a, you know, I was just like ready. Right. So, yes, I cleaned, I, I swept, mopped, disinfected, uh, thrifted some clothes online, did a whole bunch of stuff, and now my room's clean. And now I'm like, okay, now what else? So I went through mail, I binge-watched Tiger King like 12 times, found some other stuff to do. So, you know, I've been keeping busy, but all in all, I realized I, I had to sit with myself. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to distract myself because I've never given myself time to just be, mm -hmm. right? So I think a lot of people are having a hard time with it, with being in quarantine and may not want to speak about it because it's weird to talk about, oh, I just, you know, I just feel stressed. Or mm -hmm. I feel aggravated. And I try to honor every feeling that I have. Yep. Because I know for the fact that as Black people, we don't talk a lot about how we feel because we know that the world has never really valued how we feel. Mm -hmm. And in turn, we don't, that's why part of the reason I feel like we don't really value each other's feelings. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of breakdown in communication. So I know for me, I've just tried to sit in it. If I, if I feel a way, I feel a way. And then I know I have friends who are being impacted one way or the other, either directly catching coronavirus, losing loved ones, um, being on all of these calls for NAACP and listening to the other organizations in Boston and listening to even in the fact that all of this is going on, people are still hateful. Yeah, hooch, isn't it? Mm. That you still have the energy to uh. fight and fight me getting the, the things that mm -hmm. I deserve. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for me, I know sometimes that can be draining. Um, and just really just thinking about your life. I call it my mid-millennial crisis. I've been sitting in here thinking about why is the sky blue? Girl. Um, you know, really thinking about, you know, where I am, who I'm friends with. One day I, I literally went through all of my contacts and was like, when's the last time I talked to this person? And I really contemplated on every last person I knew. And I was like, you have too much time. <laughs> yeah that's how you know time is literally literally on our so, side because we got all of it so it's been a it's been a doozy i've been keeping myself entertained uh i'm here with my two roommates so okay you know we try to have some fun and you know i was juicing with them yesterday so that was cool juicing mm -hmm. now go, go figure um but there's a lot there's a lot that i've learned about myself in sitting in the stillness and the quiet of really like living through this shit because the world isn't going to be the same and we're never going to get this time mm -hmm. back to mm -hmm. be at home. So or if you are quarantined with folks, like if you are with family, 
try to take that time to really capitalize the fact that you usually don't see each other. Yeah. And if you have family that you are thinking about that may be older, that, you know, may be essential and have to go out and work every day, try to think about what can make their life easier for when they come home mm. or when, um, you know, how to be close to them without being physically close. Cause I know I'm a hugger. I'm a, I'm a jokey person. I love being in proximity to people. I love talking. So I know it's kind of been a dimmer for me, but you know, thank God for zoom, but yeah, I'm real. tired of zoom. I'm kind of a little zoomed to death. So I, kind I am of, too. <laughs> so I, so I know I identify the times when I want to talk and I'll be like, Hey, Tiffany, 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 mm-hmm. Tiffany, I just want to talk to you, you know, but it's then so I know that when I got to, I got to pull back. Right. Because it's just, there's too much stimuli and then you know, looking at social media apps now everybody wants to be because now they have a they have a captive audience so everyone wants to be funny and everyone mm-hmm. wants to be the news and every you know and it's just mm-hmm. sometimes it's overwhelming so just trying to figure out the balance between unplugging and plugging in mm-hmm. to what i really need to learn in the quiet yeah. so you know just really deep and existential um you know but mm-hmm. my room's clean so. girl I won't I wouldn't even say same somewhat same like for me (laughs) I think personally it's just made me I wouldn't even say um I've been feeling scared I've just been feeling like and when people say numb I understand it's kind of like I'm just going through day by day going through the motions I'm not um putting too much emphasis on what's going on because I'm an introvert anyway and I don't mind being home so I'm home a lot anyway but knowing that I can't go to my random couple of stores, it has started to make me feel a little stir crazy. And so what I learned about myself is that even in the midst of a crisis, I can still, I'm still a procrastinator. Um, but I do have what it takes to push myself. And so I've pushed myself a lot. I've, you know, rearranged my bedroom, rearranged the second bedroom. And my last task is to rearrange the living room. And then my huge task is like really, really get, go deep and hard on these floors and start getting these things together, cleaning them all up. And just because it's, it's so hard with a dog too, mm-hmm. that walks in and out and walks outside and, you know, you got to disinfect his feet all the time. There's extra mm-hmm. steps that, you know, you take, but you got to, you're hypervigilant to now. Anytime he like blows his nose or sneezes, I'm looking at him like, sir, because you know, his face is always to the ground. So I think for me, it just made me uh, just a bit more aware of mm-hmm. my practices, aware of the practices around us. And, and sometimes it just, is, it made me laugh at certain moments because I have to find the humor in it of like just watching how vigorously um, ShopRite employees are uh, sanitizing all the, uh, mm-hmm. everything. I won't even name anything, everything. Yeah. That, that yeah. touch with our hands being sanitized. And it made me think like, damn, we wasn't here before. You know, we, we are all very filthy people. So I think I realized it about myself and other people. Um, so there's so many posts and memes out right, right out right now about what people should and shouldn't be doing during this quarantine. Even before we, when we at the very beginning of this episode, you were talking about like you know use those skills and learn new skills. Where do you stand on the, the line of like you should be coming out here with a new skill and people who are like that you should just be happy you came out of here. Period. I <laughs> okay me personally I was the oh we need to do stuff and mm-hmm. I was like girl I do too much so mm-hmm. I'm gonna relax mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think you should do whatever you feel like you need um I'm a big proponent of kind of making a schedule yeah and keeping yourself 
paced out because I know you can kind of lose track of the days. So I think giving yourself some type of structure is good if you're going to be in the house. But um, check in with yourself. If you know that you are drained, because I know me coming into quarantine, I was running around so much that I was burnt out and I was mm-hmm. physically tired. So now I'm at the point where I don't need coffee. Um, I can wake up early in the morning. I can go to sleep and I have a more natural rhythm because I've given myself time to breathe. Mm-hmm. So I think um, when it comes to those productivity um, things, and those that hustle mentality, you don't hustle yourself to death. Mm-hmm. You know, Give yourself a break. You're human. And I know a lot of times we've been the workhorse for so many. And that's the reason why there's so many black and brown people out there as essential workers Mm -hmm. and doing the everyday tasks that a lot of us don't have to when we have when we can work from home or don't or don't even realize people do right so um you know just being mindful of that you know so we're getting close to the end y'all um what are some of your well what did i answer that question where do I, oh, where do I stand on it? Um, at first I thought about it too. I was like, you know, yes. At the end of this, I told myself by the end of April, I'm gonna have this, 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 and this, I'm gonna do this, this, and that, and I'm gonna make this happen, that happen. And then within, you know, the first few weeks of me being in, I think I started, we started this work from home March 18th and that was a Wednesday. And I thought to myself, okay, for the first week or so, don't even try it. Don't even try to put your, try your hand at anything. You're going to, you're going, you're not going to do it because I really was trying to wrap my head around what was going on. Uh, there was a mm-hmm. lot of fear. There weren't a lot. It wasn't a direction coming from anyone, not from the, from the very top federally right down to where I work at because everything was changing every single day. And the people were hesitant about what to put out because you might have to retract a statement. So it was taking a long time for information to come out. And so I thought to myself, like, here's where we ended up. Now we're working from home. And now that I'm in it, and I think once April started too as well, I was like, okay, I got all these plans. And I just said, that's not how your brain works, Tiffany. Your brain don't work like that. Like what it took for me to work out and be on top of it, I had to think, I was like, let me think about what that mindset was because whatever that mindset was, it worked. And it took me a long time to get there. But I was like, I have to go at it at that mindset of my, my physical health. And so I kind of decided like, you know what, what's important to me? my mental health at this point. I already have a therapist, but that's not enough. I want the the feng shui of my apartment to feel when I walk into it, when I wake up in it, like, huh, not like, God damn. Joy. Yeah, so I had to spark some joy in my life. And, and honestly, I re- rearranging everything and doing all that has really, has really helped. And I decided, like, I'm just going to, like you said, be still. And I'm going to let things come to me. I'm going to let the, the, the whatever it is in me that says, get up and go do that. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait till then. Like, and then I'm going to move forward. I played into so, makeup last night. I haven't done that in a while. So let me ask you something. So what have you been doing for yourself um, to check in with yourself during this time? That kind like, of What do you do to make yourself comfortable? So girl, you're going right into the next question. Like basically what am I, how am I coping? Like what are my coping mm-hmm. mechanisms? Yeah, like, like, how are you? Girl, my music, you know, mm-hmm. I love me some music. I've been listening to music and a song that I'm going to talk about at the end of the episode. Well, we'll get there, but basically music. That's literally the only thing that can calm me down. Nothing else really, honestly, can calm me down. Not movies, not shows, not even really podcasts. It depends on the type of person who's speaking. There's certain people who have um, very calm voices very strong voices that could make me Mm. feel like i'm working out like give me that adrenaline Mm -hmm. gotcha those are the people i listen to if i really 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 start to feel like 
okay, how am I going to do this? I know this is motivational speaking. My boyfriend put me on on the podcast. It's called um, Secret to Success. Amazing Mm -hmm. podcast. Dope black men on it. Um, and every time I hear the main, the main guy, he's, everyone looks up to him. His name's Eric Thomas. He's a pastor as well. I think he's called the hip hop preacher. I think that's what they call him. Nevertheless, every time he speaks, I feel committed mm-hmm. to listen. Mm-hmm. And he's been dropping some gems these last past few weeks. And so really I've been going back to their podcast because his voice is very strong for me. Like all the mm-hmm. other guys, they have, their voices are fine, but it's something about his voice and his message that mm-hmm. I love to go back to. And he's really been helping me cope a lot in ways he has no idea. No mm-hmm. idea. I mean, all the guys have, have shed some, some light and some gems because they, most of them, I believe all of them have families. Most of them have young kids. So they're, you know, just hearing it from a millennial perspective too, from an older gentleman from Eric and then from a the young boy, like it just makes it, it just helped me realize like, okay, <clears throat> I think I too need to start staying connected to my village too, of my people above me, my elders. Mm-hmm. people who come in behind me my younger friends and the people who are, who are lateral like next to me so that's just been me just listening to music listening to the right podcast and honestly touching base and, t- and checking in with people because mm. every time I turn around um it's somebody who I'm close with who's losing somebody I know people who've lost multiple family members mm-hmm. okay and I'm, I know people who've lost family members in the most traumatic ways um randomly suddenly my best friend was telling me a story yesterday about a, one of her, co- her old co-workers um, whose father passed from it. And the story was like traumatizing. It was really, really traumatizing. I will not get into the details, but it just helps me feel better. That's, I think that's part of the reason why I haven't completely lost my mind yet because I was damn near close to it. What are you coping? How are you coping? What are your coping mechanisms and how are you coping is what I'm trying to say. So I feel as though my coping has been cyclical. Um, okay. I know for me, and I'll be honest and I'll name it because I feel as though a lot of times when we talk about how we are, we try to go, oh girl, we good, you know, I'm a little stressed. Mm-hmm. I this is this has not been easy for me. Mm. You know, I I think because I know I think so much mm-hmm. that when I have quiet time, I can hear myself think and I'm thinking about 10 steps ahead and then I get anxious and I'm just like, well, uh, what, what am I doing next? And I have all this energy. And I feel like I'm not being productive. So I feel as though I'm letting myself down. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people think think like that one way or the other. So I've just been trying to unlearn the way that I think when it comes to um, how I respond to stress, Mm -hmm. right? So I've been doing a lot of meditation in the morning or when I feel as though I feel overwhelmed. I do a lot of, like, if you go on YouTube and listen to sound baths, I think that sound baths are really good. It's just a lot of clean, no, like, mm-hmm. clean noise that can help you kind of reset okay. and not listen. Because I know sometimes music is good, but I feel as though if you're listening for lyrics and you're listening for things, mm-hmm. you're kind of tuned in where you're, like, you're taking in information. But sometimes it's good just to listen to, like, mm. nothing or, okay. inter- or, or, like, nonverbal communication. So that way you can just kind of listen and be, it makes you okay. feel present. So that way you're not thinking too far ahead and you're not over overwhelmed about the past. You're oh, kind okay. of in the present with yourself. So um, meditation has been really um, big for me, you know, checking with the chakras, um, doing a lot of writing okay. and talking to myself. Mm-hmm. You girl, I talk, you know, I, I'm an advocate for that. 
I, I definitely have to check in with myself and granted, yes, since we're inside, I definitely have done a lot more than I need to because mm-hmm. I'm like, am I tripping? And sometimes I'll call somebody like, I was thinking about this that happened in middle school. Do you think I'm tripping? Do I owe them a oh, child. And I know sometimes we get down in the weeds mm-hmm. of it, but I think yeah. it's really healthy because even if it's somebody that is that you haven't talked to in years, it's good for you to kind of look within and see how you've grown Mm -hmm. and see how your thinking's evolved Mm -hmm. and really think about, okay, well, what kind of person do I want to be leaving this and what am I going to do next? So I know I've done a lot of self-discovery and knowing uh, how I want to check in with myself after we return to the outside. Yeah. But um, on a more simple level, like just cooking, you know, getting creative, being a quarantine chef, uh, since you don't want to go outside, trying to just find what's, mm-hmm. you know, in your cabinet, in your pantry and figuring out how to make it work. That's been kind of fun. So been doing that, you know, of course the, the Netflix Hulu binges have been fun. Um, like I said, Tiger King. Tiger King was good. It was Who so good. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Carol. <laughs> so I guess I'll end up with the, la- the last question, um, mm-hmm. end off with the last question. What do you think the new normal will be? And even if you don't know, if you're like, I don't have an idea what that is. When they, when they say the coast is clear, you can travel now, you can go here now. Are you going to be ready to jet set or are you going to take some time? So, well, for me, I need my taxes and my Trump check to come before I start making decisions about how far I'm going to go. Listen, (laughs) But, but I personally do not know what it will be like. I'm scared. I'm confused. But I'm just being focused and being ready to respond to whatever is coming mm-hmm. out of this. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that we gather isn't going to be the same. Church is mm-hmm. closed. We're doing mm-hmm. church on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We're having Zoom meetings for city council you know what i mean like the way that we do things has changed we have completely shifted to doing things in a technological standpoint which you know we've been slowly going to that but now the world has changed Mm -hmm. it is different so now it's like i don't know what specifically things will look like i can only hope that they get better and i hope that they get better by people taking ownership of their government Mm -hmm. and people are saying okay this is impacting me i want to make sure it doesn't happen again i want to make sure that if i have a loved one who passes that i can help someone avoid that Mm -hmm. by making sure that i'm paying attention to who's making the decisions for me and, and and holding them to the fire instead of not going to the ballot box and putting people into power that have no care for who you are and who you are to your community and how the ecosystem works as a whole, you know? Mm-hmm. I want people to, to, to own that and tell people that you're not going to take that from me because people are relying on you not being present. Yeah, they are. So they really I do, are. That's, the, that's the one thing that I see that people are like, look, I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. So I know people are getting more active. So, um, if you are looking for a place to be active, um, the NAACP is here. There we go. I know a lot of times people say, like I said, we are a legacy organization. People think of Dr. King, think of Rosa Parks, but these issues have not gone away. They are still here, and we need people who are passionate, who have resources, who want to better their communities to get involved. 
This is an association that's been together, been, a, been around for 111 years. We are the largest, we are the oldest, we are the baddest, we are the oldest civil rights organization in the country. Say that. In the history of the world. And I am proud to be a part of it. I know we have a lot of great people, especially I know um, with you being in New Jersey, we have a lot of great people in the state of New Jersey that are doing next gen that are putting together programming throughout their local branches throughout the state. And I mean, we are a national entity, so we are all over the place. So if anyone's interested in getting involved with the NAACP, um, you know, you're more than welcome to follow me on Instagram. My name is Yanni. It's Y A A N. You're getting ahead of the game, but go ahead. Say it again. Say it again. Girl, now I gotta wait. Let me make sure I said it right. Oh my goodness. Now you have me. Now you have me all nervous. Let me tell you. Okay, no, I didn't say it wrong. So good. Thank you for um. So my name on Instagram is Yanni.19. No, not by COVID-19. It's just my number. Um, but um, yeah. Y A N N I I dot x i x that and that's on instagram so you can follow me i would say that i usually post a lot of information in my story about what's going on throughout the northeast when it comes to civil rights and social justice so you know fill out your census if you haven't done it drink a ginger ale um and get involved because there is space and i think there are a lot of people who have talents who want to get involved and don't know how Next geners, we are very diligent about bringing people in and giving them a platform to make their communities better. So, if you have any question and you know any talents like podcasting, Tiffany, oh my gosh, um, reach out to me, reach out to me, and we can definitely talk about getting you into the Next Gen um, Young Professional Leadership Program. It's a one year program. Um, and we have alumni from across the country who are elected officials, who are you know, lawyers, doctors teachers you know essential workers we have everybody and because we're all aligned with a common goal of mm-hmm. making our communities better for our people so yeah so um i too have no idea first of all you better go ahead and shout y'all out in naacp i'm gonna add all this to the uh, podcast episode description yeah just tag um, all my stuff <laughs> oh don't worry you will be tagged in everything um, so I will just say for me, the new normal, I have no idea what the new normal is going to be. Like you, I'm kind of nervous to even fantasize, mm-hmm. to imagine what it will be. Cause it could be a lot better. It could be a whole lot worse. It could mm-hmm. be anything above. It could be something completely different that flips us all on top of our, uh, our head. So I think I'm just going to continue to go day by day. And mm-hmm. for me, every day is a new normal. So the new normal is going to be whatever... <laughs> the past test what happened yesterday will happen to determine what happens tomorrow the normal is now period that really is normal because it's, it's, this is all new now. we're yeah. literally living the new normal because this is all new right so girl thank you ayana was so patient with me today i was having um audio difficulties because we know we're using zoom so that we can communicate with one another and make it easy and seamless, but you know, I was having some audio issues. So Ayana, all right, Teddy Riley. Listen, for my Teddy Riley shit today, uh, and, and it come out tonight. Like I don't know. What, I'm not sh- quite sure when I'm going to put this episode out, but it's, I know it's not going to be tonight or tomorrow, and this is gonna, already going to have happened. And I can't wait to see it because I missed it Saturday because I was watching shows, and when I saw it, it was it was trash anyway. I was like, thank God, I can 
I heard that feedback and I was like, no, Teddy, this is too big. This the meme, the meme, the memes are making my day. But he was like, well, baby was like, you know, I'm by myself, you know, social distancing. I was like, oh, that's so shady. But I love it. You're so funny. <laughs> um, so song of the week. Do you have a song of the week? If you don't, it's cool. Um, I'll go first so you can think because you look like you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I don't necessarily have a song of the week. I have an album of the week because mm-hmm. this is the album when we talk about what was like, what was, what were my coping mechanisms and how did I get through? Giveon has a new album out called Take Time. My boyfriend yes. was like, you know, do you know who this is? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, why you put me on? He's dope. And then he told me he had a new album out. I said, damn, I'm slipping. This quarantine got me slipping on the new music and it's fire. From mm-hmm. top to bottom, all eight songs are fire. And so I will say, I will add my favorite song from mm-hmm. his album to the to the podcast playlist. But I, I love the album so much. First of all, it's an R&B album, if you don't know who Giveon is. Um, and oh, I thought it was a bug on me. <laughs> but the song that I love the most is called Vanish. It's the last song on the album. You, so you heard the mm-hmm. album? Mm-hmm. what did you think about it i loved it i love his voice oh isn't it just so deep but so rich Butter. it's Butter. just so good um but vanish to me i don't know i guess because i personally feel like i just want to vanish sometimes not from the face of this earth but just vanish from just this time period and, and pop up in the new one when all this is over with um what was he i'm trying to go to the lyric that i like the most and i should have prepared it I don't want to play the song out loud, but it, it basically is all about a, a relationship and you hate me. You said you hate me. You said you wish I would go away and vanish and all this other stuff. But um, it also talks about, I think what hit it hit the most for me with this song was um, saying things, the part of the words we said in his verse is like saying things you don't mean to someone that means the world to you. Do you see what I mean? And so I think about like, damn, I have had pre-corona, I've mm-hmm. had people, you know, I've said things to people that in some ways I haven't, have, have or haven't met, um, but could have said differently. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's to people who do mean a lot to me. So I had to be very, I'm very mindful of that. And I think post-coronavirus, I think about people who have said and done things to me that I personally, who think the world of me, I know they think the world of me, I know they love me, but it's kind of like, how am I going to, I always take the lyrics of a song or the meaning of a song and flip it into my own life on just how can I use these words to better myself and better my life right now. And mm-hmm. I just think about being intentional with my words and saying exactly what I mean to people right now, as I mean, if I say, I love you, I love you. Um, and there's some people who I'm not speaking to at all. I haven't talked to since 2020 started and haven't talked to them as of today. And also shout out to my dog, Tony. Yes, my little dog, Tony. Today's his birthday. His birthday is 420. He's He's four years old. But, you know, I want to make sure that I, whatever that comes out of my mouth is is shit that I mean. And it's nothing that, um, it's nothing, especially if it's going to the person, people who I care about the most, it's nothing that's going to hurt them or make them feel like, damn, like, but the song was pretty going, really going towards. So I was like, you know, let me just be more intentional with how I treat people, especially right now, because people are very sensitive. I'm very sensitive. So that's just my album of the week, but I'll throw that song on there because I love that song the most. Hmm. Hmm. I too, I too have been listening to some albums. Okay. Because, you know, we've been in the house and everyone's yeah, like, real. I'm going to drop a project because, you know, everybody's What else we got to do? 
Right. So um, I'll say honorable mention album because I know this, I've been playing this one to death, but Childish Gambino's new album is everything. Okay, I have to hear it. I haven't heard it yet. It is everything. Um, there's a song that he has with 21 Savage that I love okay. to death, that I play to, I play that album to death. So I'll give that honorable mention because I know everyone's listened to it. But I will say the album that I'm bumping this week is The Dream's new album. Mm. Um, I am a big fan of The Dream, fun fact. Um, I feel as though his production is everything because I mean he's written for Beyonce he's oh, he's, for a, Celine yeah. Dion. He's, like, he's all he's a goat he is yeah, he is so um he came out with his um sex tape volume four okay grown, grown people music but um I'll say track five but okay. I will say for the sake of the podcast you can say whatever podcast, you want in this podcast <laughs> for the sake of the podcast um the song that I've really been playing is um take care because I feel as though one, it's, I feel like it's like a modern version of Babyface as soon as I get home. Okay. Because, like, one, Babyface is a goat since he won. Oh, yeah. He obviously Me. won because he, he was, like, Prepared. simple and not doing too much. He's the king of not doing too much. He was too chill. But, um, yeah, it's just a song about just, like, you know, like, let me check in with you, girl. Let me get you some snacks, girl. Like, you stressed out. I'm going to take care of you. Like, hmm. you're good. And I think, and I, think it, I think in a silly way, like, it kind of helped me remind myself, like, you stressed out, like relax, like take care of yourself, like mm-hmm. chill out and take it they like, take it easy. So on top of that, you know, you know, if anybody's, you know, quarantine and chill, there you go, you're welcome. But I just like <laughs> I just I think the the basic thing that I took out of it is just to relax and check in with yourself, make sure you're okay because we are living in the through the a pandemic. So chill. Just don't be so hard on yourself and eat them snacks. It don't matter what we look like getting. I know, I know you working out all the time, but you know I'll still be eating Cheetos. You 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 get whatever you get once we get out. So period. All right. (laughs) We are at the end. That's it. We're done. We're done. Ayana, do you wanna say any other information on where they can contact you? Just your Instagram that you mentioned earlier. Is that it? Okay, well, uh you can primarily follow me on Instagram. I'll say, um, again, that's Y-A-N-N-I-I dot X-I-X. And that's Instagram. Um, I'm never on Twitter. So I know I'm one of the millennials that stay out. Um, But also stay in the loop with your elected officials. Follow the NAACP um, on all their platforms because uh, we constantly have a lot of Teletown Halls. We're starting to do some lives on Facebook and Instagram to really inform people about what's going on. If you're looking to get involved locally, um, you could definitely um, DM me so we could talk. I can tell you more about the Next Gen program, which is the one-year um, leadership development program that the National Office puts on to get young adults involved in leadership in the NAACP. Uh, it was a life-changing experience, and we have a very large network of around 500 young adults across the country who are trying to really push and do more. So we're we're really out here. So if you really want to get involved or just learn more about how to get, you know, give back to your community, um, just reach out to me. And um, you can also follow the NAACP, like I said, on all their platforms and NAACP Next Gen, if you want to learn more about the Next Gen program on Instagram. 
Awesome. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow the podcast at They Didn't Tell You Podcast, my personal page at Legally Black, the website, www.theydidn'tellyou.com to get some merch. And don't forget to tune into the playlist. I will add Ayana's song and my song to that playlist. Hey, um, y'all real ones. That's the end. And yeah, bye y'all. Bye. <laughs>